Okay. Hello, world. I am fresh off sprinting back from an ice cream truck. It was in the neighborhood. I actually interrupted Matt, and I had to go get something. So I did. This is episode 20, okay? We are one away from getting blitzed at a bar and potentially driving home as a podcast. I mean, it's impressive. I didn't think we'd be here. Apple, Spotify, we love you if you're listening. Matt, what's good, buddy? Well, I'm enjoying another uh, good pool day here. little update after last week for those that listened. Uh, Vito's butthole is starting to look pretty good. I think we've turned a corner. Yeah, you took a peek in there, right? Poops. Yep, I think we're back to normal poops. Yeah, this is a big deal for the show. I mean, for everyone associated with kind of the family that we've cultivated here uh, on the podcast. So, you know, pour a little out. Vito is feeling better. My dog has also, good news, not shit on the floor at all this week. It's two straight weeks. And I really think it's because I'm mainly taking care of him now, right? Man to man, he looks me in my eyes and, you know, he's not shitting on that floor. I mean, we got a kind of nonverbal thing going. You got to just see it to believe it. Uh, speaking of, imagine being, put yourself in this headspace, Matt, everyone involved. Imagine being the richest man on earth and some douchebag engineer has an idea to put you in a metal, metal rocket ship and they're going to fling you into space. And this isn't something that's going to happen on your deathbed, right? 2070, the technology's there. No, you're going to be the first one to do it. And I'm speaking of Jeff Bezos. Now, this man did get divorced, right? I'm talking about that red pill energy. This guy is a Chad. I guess he's also a retard. I mean, you could not catch me slipping in a one-of-a-kind intergalactic aircraft. Uh, This is with Virgin Galactic Holdings, and I guess he's doing this to kind of prove I believe in this product. But uh, yeah, I figured we'd talk about this to start because this is just retarded. I guess if you want to go to space, 28 mil is the uh, the going rate here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's worth what someone will pay for it. I'd really like to know what his will looks like right now, because whoever's supposed to get that fortune when he dies, they've got to have their fingers crossed right now. Yeah, they are praying that their father and or uncle just dies, just crashes. You know, you hope he doesn't feel anything, right? I'm not saying they're awful people. I'm just saying, that's a bag. I mean, his divorced wife, I think, is worth $50 billion, right? So she was able to cut him in half a little bit. Still doesn't matter. Uh, my man bounced back with a vengeance. Now, according to Bezos himself, I mean, he posted this on Instagram. He said, quote, ever since I was five years old, I've dreamed of traveling to space. On July 20th, I will be taking that journey with my brother, the greatest adventure with my best friend. There's there's other people as well. A man actually this past week in a, I guess, charity auction, uh, he bid $28 million for the last available seat on this, on this aircraft. He spent almost 30 mil. That's a little rich for my blood, I'd say. I would probably spend my 28 mil on something else. And I guess it's a dream of his, right? I mean, they have the money. 28 mil to them, it ain't nothing. The flight itself is it's 11 minutes is this even real dude are we is this what even is this you cannot get to space in 11 minutes you can't even take off on a on a southwest flight in 15 minutes i don't dude all right first off quickly 
I'm reading this article. Passengers must be between five foot and six foot four inches tall, and they cannot weigh more than 223 pounds. The idea that this That's thing has bullshit. weight limits, the idea that this thing has weight limits on it, bro, like that, that, what is it, a residential elevator? Like that does that, not make me feel good. That is weight discrimination. That's bullshit. And that's a very specific number. How did they get to that? Like 223? You're 62 miles above Earth for scenic views. Go on Google Images, for Christ's sakes. But yeah, I just, I mean, this is absurd. And I guess it's happening a lot sooner than we thought. July 20th, that's right around the corner. A little over a month. But where's that 28 mil going to? I don't even know. Amazon? Probably. Is it a charity thing? Probably not. I don't even believe in nonprofits. I don't even understand how you, where, how do you make money? Like, how do you work at a nonprofit? That's like 28 million. That's, that's like three years worth of Amazon Prime right there. Is Prime even worth it at this point because of the issues that happen with, with carriers and really what's going on in the world? Yeah. Like you're not getting that two day shipping anyway. So how about that, Jeff? No, Why don't we fix that, Jeff, before you go into space? That's specifically why I canceled Amazon Prime and actually requested a refund for the remaining time I had left on Prime because they got you are such a shipping. Yep. Did you get your money back? I did. Wow, that actually that feels good. Surprised. That feels good, bro. Summer twenty twenty one. It's trending in the right direction. Speaking of making no sense, Kamala Harris, okay, she was just not good. She's kind of been thrust into the spotlight a little bit more with what's going on at the border. Uh, If you don't know, big picture, right? A lot of people coming in. The administration since January when they transitioned has really looked at Central America and said, you know, what's up, guys? Come on in. We'll give you benefits, whatever else. And they've, they've really taken his word for it. And we've seen it at the border. And even people on both sides are saying, Listen, this is ridiculous. Like, we don't even have enough detention facilities, you know, to house these kids in. The cost is exorbitant. It's just not working. So I think it just did. What, what even was it, Matt? Did she just do like a press tour? Like, why specifically this week, you know, was she kind of thrown to the ring? Well, she, she took a uh, trip down to Guatemala and... Okay. Wanted to meet with the leaders in the Central America areas to kind of talk about the border crisis, of which the Guatemalan president said it is literally hers and Joe Biden's fault for what's happening. Yeah, the trips didn't go well. She was basically saying, instead of us fixing the border crisis, they wanted to get to the quote-unquote root causes of why people are leaving Guatemala Honduras, El Salvador. I mean, that's too big picture. Why the fuck do you think they don't have running water? And the yeah, only that's crop take like twenty years. Gro- yeah, and the only crop that grows there is cocaine, and it's illegal. So they they kill each other over it, right? Or they just burn the crop. Like, there's no wealth. Like they're driving 1987, fucking whatever the tracker is, a Ford Honda Civic. Yeah, like it's bad. So. You know, root cause, that's really just punting the thing. That's another plateau because it's not addressing anything. I mean, at this point, we need to be pragmatic about, you know, what can we do today to incrementally, I guess, fix for everyone, 
you know, what's going on. But here this week, they were in the news. Matt said that the, the meetings overall weren't ideal. At this point, we're listening to her more than we are, you know, 045, the Perez. Or excuse me, is it 46? Are we up to 46? Nope, 46, yep. Yeah, sorry, I just had a boomer moment. Well, thank God she went to Guatemala before she went to, like, Rio Grande Valley, Texas, for fuck's sake. Has she still been there yet? No, no, has not been there yet. Whenever uh, Lester Holt asked if she had been there, she said she didn't understand the question. So she was more south than the border. She just flew back to America and passed over the border in the meantime. That's like intentionally choosing not to go down there, probably because it's a mess. You know, and I, and I think people inevitably are going to come here regardless. You know, even if America is as shitty as a lot of people on the right want to make it seem like it is right now, or, um, you know, the people on the left like to say the past four years have left us in a position where, oh my God, it's so shitty. It's like we're always going to have people that are going to scratch and claw to fucking come here. So, in a way, we really need to address it again in a pragmatic sense and make sure that generationally we don't have these fucking issues. Yeah, so still, however, border agents are projecting that at least 170,000 total migrants crossed uh, the border illegally just in May. Dude, that's the highest number of crossings for a month in the past 20 years. Yeah, So it was inevitable. She had to do something, and all it did was punt it down four or five days. There's the one soundbite of her again saying, you know, I haven't been to Europe either. It's like, okay. Uh, United States also projecting according to this article from the new york times to invest 130 million dollars over the next three years to support labor protections for mexican workers provide forensic training to mexican officials to help find tens of thousands of missing people if it's going to help us find people i guess that's good but you know let's figure out the border it's just so easy and it's so simple and at this point it's not even a border bro it's literally the southern suggestion i'm fucking patenting that you heard it here first on the show well, Texas Governor uh, Abbott said that they're going to finish doing the border wall, at least on the Texas border. So glad to see someone's doing something about it. Okay, so there you have it. So from the Texas perspective, which they already consider themselves as their own republic, you know, Joe Rogan lives there, right? It's on the up, okay? And they're going to do what they can to try and address this. You know, a lot of the crime and stuff on those borders, Arizona, New Mexico, like it's an issue for them. It really dominates the news cycle here because this is all these fucking people want to talk about. We live, I guess we're almost out of the tunnel, you know, post-COVID world. But we were in that dark place for a while, you know, that sunken place. And while we were in that place, if you worked full-time, if you didn't, right, even if maybe your Grammy didn't feel comfortable, whatever you had to do, you probably got more accustomed to video chats, to Zooms, to Teams, to all that shit. Um, we all do it. It's part of life. It's kind of a part of keeping up with the workforce in America right now. I mean, you have to adapt and survive. It's the way of the world, baby. You know, our ancestors died on the shores of Normandy. You know, we survived. And I'm adapting at the workforce, making sure that I look good on Zoom, right? The one thing you can't do on Zoom, this is inherent. You can't, you know, beat your genitals, okay? You cannot masturbate on zoom you know alex what the fuck are you talking about why are you bringing this up this is jarring you know i'm in the car 
Well, I am speaking on this because this past week, Jeffrey Tubin, okay, this is a writer, producer, somebody that's kind of been in the elite. My God, my door's haunted. Sorry. My apartment probably is haunted, but Jeffrey Tubin, this is an elite uh, socialite in New York City. Um, again, writer, producer. But the reason why he's in the news is because CNN has reinstated him and he's a talking head again. So anytime during the 24 hour news cycle, when Brian Stelter or one of their failing TV shows needs to have somebody on to bounce ideas off of, they bring good old Jeffrey in. Now, Jeffrey, eight months ago, during COVID, right, during the height of the Zoom stuff and, and what's going on, was caught on camera beating his dick. And he has been reinstated by CNN, right? He has a full-time job. Maybe if you're listening to this, God bless, you don't have anything. There will be something out there for you. It always works out. But I mean, it's got to be frustrating, dude. This dude beat his, he beat his dick and he just got hired. I'm going to take the positive approach here. Okay. I think this is good news for us. Well, not for us individually, but for the working class, because if you can do this and keep your job, what can you get fired for? Right. Like we have power as an individual in the workplace, right? It's 1970 where you got to get, you know, his hands going up your skirt because you need the 10% raise. You just got to close your eyes and go to your happy place and rip that menthol cigarette. Nowadays, you don't have to do that. You have HR, you know, like Matt said, we have the ability to negotiate our own terms. And uh, I feel like I'm more powerful than ever. You know, I might not even wear pants. Why do you need to wear pants at the workplace, Matt? I'm going to take my pants off right now. How does it make you feel? Well, I can't see you right now, so I don't mind. But hey, I'm going to turn my camera you more off. Comfortable? If, uh, if that's going to make you more productive, then who am I to argue? Well, you heard it here first. Here at the podcast, we do not judge. Okay. And if you're listening to this, perhaps naked. All right. You know, I don't like it. At all. But do what you have to do. The idea, though, at CNN is, is, you know, turning a blind eye because for whatever reason, this person agrees with what they want, you know, and he'll say what they need him to say on, on air is, is so stupid and frustrating. The New Yorker, which is where he was, suspended and fired him a month later after an internal investigation was completed because people were complaining like, hey, I just had a Zoom call with good old Jeffrey, and I'm pretty sure I saw his penis. I love that his excuse was the prototypical... I didn't know I was on camera. I didn't think people could see me. You're still in a Zoom call. What in your mind has just thought, you know what? I'm going to beat my meat. Yeah, That's I don't understand. Point. Yeah, like, and as a guy, you know, it's not all of a sudden like you're in line at the bagel store and it's like, now there's an erection. Like there's, you know, you're thinking things, you're feeling a type of way, you're talking with someone, whatever else. This dude was all horned up in this meeting, bro. Something was getting him off. Yeah, the idea that immediately after he supposedly thought that the meeting's over, he just goes to beating off? I mean, where's your head at, bro? Like, go make a sandwich. Now, he is quoted as saying, I'm trying to become the kind of person that people can trust again. And you know what, Matt? That makes me feel... That makes me feel A-OK -okay about this whole thing here. How do you solve this? Do you... uh you just ban them from masturbating for like a year 
There's nothing, you know what I mean? Like, this is somebody that just shouldn't have procreated. I'm pretty sure he has children, unfortunately. Thank God he's a legal analyst. Oh, yeah. He's bringing a lot to the the world. Yeah, we appreciate him as a public servant for what he's doing out here. Imagine, okay, he said he mentioned therapy, quote-unquote, and public service in his time in his dark place when he was off air and he was unemployed. He worked at uh, a food bank. Okay. That's what he mentions. Imagine being a homeless person. You're down on your wits. You, you know, you're sweaty. You're, you, the, there's no more pills. You know, you're uncomfortable on a, on a street bench. You just slept there for eight hours. You get up. You, you just want a turkey sandwich. And you go there. And this fucking weirdo, Jeffrey Tubin's looking you in the face and he hands you a turkey club. I would say, no, thank you, sir. No, thank you. Is that mayo or? He might beat his dick with those gloves on that people use in food service. That might have happened. So yeah, RIP Jeffrey Tobin's career. We don't like you here. The New Yorker doesn't either. And there's absolutely no reason you should be employed and that people just have to act like professionally. You know, they have to be uncomfortable in your dumbass meetings and act like you didn't fondle yourself the second they got off camera. Yeah, neither him nor CNN have directly commented to this either, so they know. I mean, they know. It's probably worse, too, bro. You know that this is just the tip of that that erotic iceberg. I mean, this dude's been doing freaky shit for a while. I can't believe he still has a job. My mind's blown. Well-paying. Like, good money. All right, so... We've got some football soccer talk this week. USA, Mexico, USA pulling out a win in extra time, three to two. First major trophy for the United States men's team since the CONCACAF Gold Cup in 2017. But um, we had some fireworks. Yeah, it was a very controversial game. Uh, Matt texted me about this and, and I caught the end of it. The game itself, right, three to two, thanking Jesus, okay, because that's excitement. Um, in Mexico, right, the fans were really, really into this. It's been a rivalry that's, despite our team really having nothing to do with success since I've been alive, and we came through and won in OT, like Matt said, um, there were fireworks. So the fans themselves, a little bit rowdy, they were chanting some stuff that I don't even think ESPN or whatever, you know, whatever Disney-owned sports center type property was, was uh, distributing this, couldn't play. And they threw objects at our players after they scored. Really not the classiest stuff from the Mexico crowd. Am I missing any? Like, what else happened? Yeah, so we went to extra time, 2-2. Two to two, And Christian Pulisic goes down in the box. Captain America scores on the penalty kick. Top shelf. Mexico fans not pleased, as one could imagine. Chanted some things. Uh, we had objects flying onto the field. Gio Reyna got smoked in the face. Pretty yeah, sure it was a soda cup, but that had to be full. He's probably concussed now. And the idea of that being thrown from the stands, like the, the velocity, that thing was traveling at terminal velocity. You know, just hit our boy right in the jaw. And again, he talked about Pulisic. It's one thing if this is an exit, like it is what it is, but this is our best player, you know, coming through in the moment for us. Like, let us have a minute. 
and I think this is going to set up, I guess, stuff moving forward. The next World Cups in 2022, are we going to play these guys anytime soon again? Ooh. Maybe in qualifying, uh, which starts in September, because usually it is pretty regional. Okay. I am researching now. And how does our team work for the U.S. national team? Is it something like basketball where we get the best of the best and we can get a dream team? Or is our U.S. team really just a bunch of bums that are kind of you know free agents during a lot of the professional seasons? Well, we used to suck, as you mentioned. Missed out on the 2018 World Cup, which has to be the worst moment in international sports for us. Because Not a good look. All we had to do was beat fucking Trinidad and Tobago. There's and like 13 people on that island. That's it. And like 11 of them were on the team. And then the two people that covered the team. That was it. And we lost. By a lot. Like it wasn't even a close game. So is there a reason that we've had success lately? Do we have a new coach? Uh, Greg Berhalter took over for Bruce Arena after that game. I mean, you had to resign after that. Right. So we've got him, but we do have a lot of really good top tier young players right now. That game against Mexico, our average age for the starting lineup was 24. So mm. you've got Christian Pulisic, who's 22, um, playing for Chelsea in the Premier League. Zach Steffen is the backup goalkeeper for Man City. You've got Weston McKinney over at Ju- Juventus playing with Ronaldo. And Whole we bunch also of studs. got, oh God, I know I'm missing people. Serginio Dest plays for Barcelona. All these yeah, guys these- are in their young, low 20s. So. These are all teams to too that, yeah, that I know as a casual, right? It's not even, and these are guys that are hanging out, you know, maybe they're from Maine or Cali or wherever the fuck. Like these are regular people, and it's kind of cool to see that we can dominate. I hope that when the World Cup comes around, like we're in it, you know, maybe I'll cop a kit, as the kids say, or a jersey. You know, I'm into that. It's a look, and the jerseys are fire. I'm with the gear. I do support the team. And I hope that there's a little bit more fireworks. Let's bring the juice to soccer. You know, I wish that there was more physicality. Um, I wish the field was smaller, right? It's too big. You know, let's get some, again, some physicality. I don't want any whistles. Use your hands. Maybe even turn it into handball. I think what I'm discussing is just the sport of handball. But let's do that. As of right now, we've got Mexico on the schedule for November 12th, 2021. We will play them in qualifiers again for that 2022 World Cup, which is where? Where is that even being held? Qatar, is it? Qatar, whatever the fuck you call it now. Oh, Qatar, bro. That place, I remember when I was in college, we did a project you know, about tourism and, and mega events and stuff, and really FIFA as an organization putting together the idea of a World Cup in Qatar, right? How the fuck does that happen? Money, you know, politics. Whatever, all that insidious shit that you think is happening is happening. And Qatar has more uh, deaths per, like from slave labor like per capita than any other country, I think, in the entire world, especially in the developed world. But again, I'm just with it. I'm with following another thing. I'm with gambling on something else. Also here to stay was that player that died on the field. He's alive now, right? He is alive now, but he was not whenever 
he was on the field for a brief moment. So let's let's set the stage here because I didn't even see this when it happened. What was going on? Was this another game somewhere else? Like, let's break it down. Yeah, so we've got the Euro 2020 tournament happening right now. Started this weekend. Uh, Saturday was Denmark versus Finland. And we're in the 43rd minute. We've got to throw in Christian Eriksen for... Uh, Denmark, one of their midfielders, he plays for Inter Milan. He collapsed during the game. They actually threw the ball at him on the throne, and he just kind of went down. And then at one point, the medics are performing CPR on him. Damn, yeah, on the field. And again, not a contact thing, really. Like, this dude just, like, yeah, I got Craig, and then Craig just fucking dies, basically is what happened. Um, his name is Christian Eriksen, and apparently this was cardiac arrest. This dude was gone before resuscitation. Did they ever figure out why this was fucking happening? No. All we know right now is it was cardiac arrest. Uh, they gave him CPR, okay. but I did not see this. They said they brought him back with the defibrillator. Thankfully, they got him on the first jolt and brought him back. But um, not a good situation whatsoever. I honestly can't name a time in my life where I've seen CPR given on the field. I've seen people right. collapse and stuff, but nothing that was this serious. Yeah, and I mean, you're doing in soccer, you actually, people. yeah, you see it all the fucking time. But yeah, this is a game that has a ton of eyes on it. And traditionally, soccer is a sport where people fake injuries constantly. But this dude, like, actually, like, died. It's pretty crazy, too, to just, like, you know, all right, everyone collapsed. They, they roll the dead guy off the field. And then it's like, Let's keep playing, you know? Did they end up winning this game? Were they inspired? By their teammates' uh, death? Unfortunately not, so... Damn. The game, the game was suspended. It was nil-nil when this happened, so they came back, I think it was like an hour and a half after the situation happened, and they resumed the game. They ended up losing 1-0 to Finland. So yeah, for again, our international fans, I see you in Canada, I see you out there in Germany, we just hit you with that soccer talk, and uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed um, I am going to break a personal rule here. Me and Matt, I mean, we don't like basketball. Again, unless you're with the boys, crossing them up, you know, playing 21, doing whatever you got to do to get through the day. I feel you. Maybe if you're in prison. If you're in prison, ball is life. But for us, it's not, right? I have a day job. Um, and the sport of basketball is super boring. It's whack. However, some interesting stuff has been happening. Uh, the Western conference new teams you know have really arose to the top new young guys are carrying it it's kind of cool to see in a way the jazz the suns now this past week there has also been some stuff off the court pertaining to basketball that's been just as exciting now finally the league caved right you have 100 percent capacity at, at all these different places uh the crowds are rocking um mike breen i mean he you know Love him or hate him, he's there as well. And in the crowd, there was a video that blew up. I sent this to Matt, where people were fist fighting, where this dude, 2v1, you have two fans, fans of the Nuggets, who are currently getting their ass whooped in this series, 3 nothing, by the Phoenix Suns. The winner of this series goes to the Western Conference Finals. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of juice, right? A lot of angst. The fans, they're going to be jawed. 
And the two Nuggets fans have the high ground. It's individual seating like you're in a movie theater. And it's road. And the Suns fan is a row beneath them. And he's turning around looking at both of them. So it's 2v1. And this dude beats the fuck out of both of them. And while they are scurrying away from the vomitory into the concourse, right? They're, they're dipping. Security got called. He yells and proclaims, Suns in four. So... It was pretty entertaining. Yeah, this was a good video. Um, for this guy's sake, I hope the Suns do win tonight, uh, preferably by four points or more because I have Suns minus three on the spread. So oh. we're going to be uh, degenerates tonight as usual. Suns fan definitely won this fight. Also, fuck the Nuggets guy. because he took, Which one? Um, the long-haired guy that was bleeding and he was he, in the, the Muay Thai yeah, clinch? He or took the, guy the cheap that- shot. Yes. Took the cheap shot. Unbelievable. He deserved to get his ass beat. And then, as he's getting hit, just stands there and takes it like a bitch. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I don't think he'd ever been punched because he got punched and then just proceeded to just do whatever the guy that punched him wanted. I mean, he's holding him by his jersey. Again, if you're listening, you know what those basketball jerseys look like, right? If you're not at the lake, you look like a retard, okay? And this dude was getting... Pieced up because he was just holding on to his chain and his jersey, talking to the other kid and just giving him uppercuts like Mike Tyson. And uh, this has got to be, dude, I'm trying to think, has there been a better stands, you know, fans type professional atmosphere fight this year? I think maybe the Padres Rockies game where the guy just walks up to him, gives him the right hand. Outside of that, this is, dude, this is a top two fight. I'm going on record. One of the best I've seen in a long time. The Suns fan is literally beating the shit out of the one and talking shit to the other one like he's in a fucking WWE tag team. Yeah, it was it was very impressive. This is clearly something that Suns fan has done before. I mean, he's seen some shit. He's been in this situation. Uh, long hair, probably has a Thrasher hoodie and a pill problem, but I love the kid. You know, if he hears this, we want you on the show. You know, hit us up on Discord. Good fight. And this is what I need. This is what's going to draw my eyes to the NBA. Not the game itself, not the personalities or their message, but the fans that are absolutely pummeling each other in the stands. Um, And they paid to be there, as fucking stupid as they are. Also stupid, something unique. We'll just transition right into this. Eastern Conference. Uh, We have the Milwaukee Bucks in a series against the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets have been absolutely terrible for a long time. When they had that Russian owner who basically just used it as a front to probably like spy on the entire city of NYC for Putin. Definite money laundering gonna, situation. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Ozarks. Like, I know what's going on. Um, but they're playing each other. It's a heated series. You got a lot of personalities on the Nets. You got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's a bitch. This dude has gone on record before, been caught in 4k on his burner on twitter like you know commenting on his own shit like great game kevin like this is fucking weird and he got into an altercation with a bucks player named pj tucker who's been in the league a long time dude's an og good instagram follow as well and while they were fighting on the court quickly you see somebody sprint over from the nets bench like from the fucking sidelines onto the court and he restrains the Bucks players that are attempting to get at Kevin Durant. 
Come to find out, this bozo that put his hands on these NBA players for the Bucks was on Kevin Durant's payroll outside of the NBA. So this weirdo goon that probably has multiple DUIs was out here putting paws on P.J. Tucker and a bunch of players within the Bucks organization. How does that make you feel, Matt? Uh, he's actually on the Nets payroll, but is he? he was okay, pre- he was previously Kevin Durant's personal bodyguard, or had worked for Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant asked the Nets to hire this dude. So, right, pretty much, it's probably thing. like a contractual thing. Yeah, like hey, you know, maybe I'll give him five hundred k out of my fucking fully guaranteed hundred plus million dollar contract to this guy and just have him hang around, right? He's good at his job. I like him and he protects me. Those players have all the leverage because they know if Kyrie or one of them leaves, they're nothing. Um, so they said yes. And yeah, this is the outcome is you get a deranged man who's supposedly a bodyguard out here putting hands on people. And he has been, I think, suspended, fired. What's going on with this dude? He has been banned from working as security for it looks like the rest of the series, so I don't think he's okay. been fired. Okay. But do you they recall a time, time of this ever happening with a bodyguard? Absolutely not. I, I don't even know because you know, thinking of fights, you think of the Malice at the Palace with the Pacers and the Pistons in two thousand four, you know, Ron Artest just whomping on white dudes right. from Arbor Hills. And because they know, dude, there's literally Eight to ten, yeah, like juiced security up. Security doesn't even ever get involved in these situations. So right, well, a lot of times too, similar to the NFL. I mean, these players could beat the shit out of the bodyguard. I mean, you're talking about Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, what the fuck is a bodyguard going to do to Shaquille O'Neal in his prime? So, very interesting situation. He is banned, but if the Nets advance, I guarantee you he'll be at that next series, and we will keep you updated on what goes on there. Or maybe we won't, because basketball is fucking stupid. We probably, probably won't, the, only if I want to bet. Yeah, probably not. That's what I can think of. So for the league, for the past 15, 16 years, to have that blemish on, they've operated in such a way where it's like hyper the antithesis of that. So you're never seeing people. And we are aware, as a show, that Hunter Biden, you know, we saw the text. Dude's dropping N-bombs. Governor DeSantis. Went ahead, the Chad, and he's a veteran, okay, pro-USA guy, went ahead and banned critical race theory, CRT, in all public schools, K-12, through in his state. It's the will of the people. It's what they want. Kind of unique to our country. But again, these two topics, they weren't grabbing me. You know, they were just not grabbing me for whatever reason, so they didn't make the cut. You're going to have to deal with it. All righty, that's 20 deep sincerely thank you if you're listening at this point i love you apple spotify you know the drill we'll be back next week uh thanks again for having matt on we got some big stuff cooking as well okay drinking episode stuff in person the return of honey bunch of stories as well we're gonna step it up the quality for you appreciate y'all hanging out i'll be talking to you peace